Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 13, AMC Fight Club. There's one rule in this AMC Fight Club, and that's to talk about it. So when was the last time you were in a fight? And I mean a real fight, not a Twitter battle, not a flame war. I mean like a real fight. We got your hands on another human being, and you're swinging your fist at them, and they're swinging their fist at you. Maybe they're trying to choke you out. And it could be a road rage incident, or you know, someone's trying to rob you. Or um, someone says something to you, you know, girlfriend. And it escalates. Bar fight. Maybe you had a little too much to drink. And you go at it. Or maybe you're actually one of the brave Americans, or anybody really, that uh, fights for their country in the armed services. And you go out to battle. And there's people shooting at you. They want to kill you. Nothing personal. It's just war. It's just battle. That's their job. And your job's to kill them. But... That's human conflict. That's that fight. When was the last time you had one of those? Has it been a little while? I know it's been a while for me. I mean, I don't think I've had a, a physical fight with anybody, you know, since high school, a long time ago. I tend to avoid conflict. I'm a, I like, I'm a Libra. I like balance. I like working things out. Um, I always thought I'd be a nice, uh, what do you call those? people, um, uh, mediators. I like, I like peaceful resolutions. Fighting's not fun. Not a lot of fun. Um, it's funny. I remember years and years ago, I was a kid and we went out to play paintball. And as I was playing this paintball and I know it was just stupid paintballs and people shooting at you, I just got this kind of, I, I don't know if sickening is too strong a word, but it's like, this feeling of, this isn't fun. I don't like this. You know, whether you're trying to kill someone or shoot someone or they're trying to shoot you. Maybe because a lot of people we were playing with, I didn't know. It's one thing you're hanging out with your buddies, your friends, and who knows, you're throwing water balloons at each other or horsing around like that. Um, but I, I didn't care for it. I didn't like it. And that thing is, though... That's a good thing. We don't. We shouldn't have conflict. We shouldn't have wars. But right now we do have a conflict with the hedge funds that tried to short AMC. And we'll talk about you know conflicts in uh, in the real world and then also in the movies. And the the first movie I want to talk about is two thousand one. And if you remember, I know it's a space movie, but it opens with the apes. Uh, or the Dawn of Man, or early mankind, you know. But basically, there's these apes, um, you know, and they're living their best life by the watering hole, and all of a sudden, a second group of apes show up, and they're like, hey, we like this. This this area works for us. Well, we want it. There's a conflict, and the first group of apes is forced to retreat, and they have to give up their space, and they're not as safe, and they're scared, and um, they're not living their best life. Uh, the other apes 
took their place. That was the conflict, and they won that first round. But while they were the first group that got forced out, um, they 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 encountered the monolith, you know, the big black um, rectangle. Kind of looks like an iPhone, almost. Anyway, they encounter the monolith, and it makes them think differently. And one of the apes may be inspired by this monolith and thinking differently. He picks up a bone, and he starts using it, and he gets the idea to use it as a weapon. Like, he smashes these skulls, and he sees how deadly this thing possibly could be. So, the group that was forced to retreat goes back to the watering hole, and the uh, the other group's like, oh, you back? You didn't learn your lesson? But this time, when the conflict starts, the, the ape that has the bone uses it, and he kills the other ape. And guess what? They win. They get their watering hole back. That's, that's what they wanted. You know, that's how bad that they thought they were able to innovate. So today, um, when AMC stock price went in, you know, back in the low 30s, at first I felt sick again. Because I know the price is probably being manipulated. Who knows what's going on? Eventually one day we'll read the book. Or there'll be a trial. And maybe not. Who knows? History is written by the victors. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk about that later. But I felt bad. And I felt powerless. And I felt, well, here we go again. You know, what do they have in store for us? You know, they're going to drop it in the 30s and try and shake people out. I'm not selling. I bought. I bought a few more shares. You know, when the price is that low, and I bought shares in the 50s thinking, oh, my God, any day it's going to go. It's going to go. Let me get a few more shares here. Let me grab a couple more shares before it takes off like a rocket. Um, So to get, you know, shares at almost half that price is, is pretty good. So I bought a few more. Not many. Not many. Just a few. Um, but I felt bad too, but something changed, something changed and it was kind of like the monolith, like this moment, like, what is this? What's going on? Is this right? You know, at first they're a little scared of it. They don't want to go near it. And then gradually they start touching it. They see other apes touching it and everyone touches it. And they go, okay, oh, wow, I see this. Yeah, well, I'm into this monolith. This is cool. To me, that monolith today was when, when people figured out we could get something of a share count when people submit their questions for their earnings call. And I'm sure, hopefully, you know about this. But if you don't, um, AMC, you know, they set up that if you want to ask questions, you can submit questions for the earnings call. But in order to do this, they want to verify you're a shareholder. So there's a service that they have, and you go to the website, and you sign in. And some people are a little scared or bothered because it, you, you, it wants to link to your, your, your brokerage account so it can confirm your shares. That's a little scary, but I saw other people were doing it. And I've actually used Plaid uh, before. It's one of the, the systems they use when I opened up some brokerage accounts. And that was scary, too, because it links to your bank account. And you think, well, geez, you know, if they want to take my money, they can. Or the Russians hack it or something. <laughs> you know, anybody hacks it. It could be a problem. But I went forward with it. I, I trusted the system and went forward, rightly or wrongly. 
But what what happens is now it it's a verified accounting of people's shares. And what, what happened was there's a Timothy B, and he asked a question about, you know, will there be a dividend in the future? You know, something like that. It was a question about getting a dividend. And most people will tell you the answer to that question is probably no, because AMC's in debt, and you can't really do a dividend when you're in debt. There might be some workarounds to that. I've heard a few things. I'm Again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm, this isn't financial advice. But I've heard, I've heard some people say you can't do it if you're in debt, because... Because that's really when you have extra money, you do a dividend. Um, but then I heard some other things, too, that there were ways to do it. But we'll see. Regardless, though, the answer to the question is probably no. And really, the question isn't all that important. But what is important, Timothy B's question was the one that stuck at number one. So, you know, anything, anytime there's something that trending or at the top or an algorithm or anything, you know, the thing that's at the top, you know, the most, the most viewed clips usually stay the most viewed clips because a lot of times people go, well, what are the most viewed clips? Well, this is, if this is the most viewed question, it must be good. For whatever reason, this question ended up at top and everyone was voting for it. And there was a, a pattern in it and, they, and people picked this up on Reddit and other places and said, look, if everybody logs on and votes or ups, upvotes this question and agrees for it to be, you know, to be at the top question, you can see how many shareholders are voting for this question. So in the beginning, it was like, say, a thousand shareholders were voting for this question, and it was by far the most popular question. But then you could see the shares that those 1,000 shareholders, those apes, represented. So... People could, you know, they were, it was a sample size, but they were trying to figure out how many, you know, going by this sample, doing the math, how many shares of AMC stock are there really? Because no, no one really can give us a complete share count with all the naked shorts. All AMC will say is, well, there's, you know, like 500 million shares of stock and 4.1 million you know, retail investors. And that's all they can say because they could get sued. They can get in trouble. They can't really comment on naked shorts one way or the other, right? That's like saying I'm not, I, you know, I'm not in the CIA or I'm not, I'm not saying I am and I'm not saying I'm not. If I was, I couldn't comment on it anyway. But, you know, there's, you know, they just can't say it or they'll get in trouble. But people assume that, hey, this is a way that they set it up to to get that accounting. And that's what gave me hope. That I think if there was a verified piece of data, everybody thinks there's naked shorts, but nobody knows for sure. But if there was a verified you know, piece of data that you could look at that, and honestly, I know it won't be perfect. You will not get every vote or every shareholder to vote. There's internationally, there's issues, people that are international non-U.S. people can't, it's harder for them to vote. Certain brokerages aren't, it's harder for those brokerages like Webull to vote. I understand there's workarounds to it, but, you know, anytime there's a workaround or an issue, it tends to, you know, block people from voting because it's more work. It's hard enough to get people to do anything, um, and when they have to work even that much harder, uh, it doesn't make it any easier. So it won't be perfect, 
but is it enough and and to for people to understand how many naked shorts are there there's only supposed to be 500 million shares of AMC stock and right now it, going by these numbers that you know it, it it would be there's basically about you know for every uh investor they're averaging about you know 1141 shares now as time goes on and more people that do not have that high share count start voting that number is going to go down as it's been going down and that's fine because people say all right because if you look at that you do 1141 times the you know the 4.1 supposedly you know million retail investors that would give you 4.6 billion shares of amc so there's almost 4 billion extra naked shorts in existence and what does that mean when they have to buy those back if there's only 500 million shares legally and they've got to get bought back? That's when people say the $100,000, the $500,000 a share is not a, not a myth. It's not. It's true that this could happen. Now, again, I'm not a financial advisor, not financial advice. Who knows what ultimately is going to happen? But that's where it comes from. But before, it was just people talking. They didn't have that verified data. You could assume those things, but you didn't have that data. And here's something that's verified. So I'm hoping that, you know, who knows? We have six more days where people can go on and vote. And please, if you are a shareholder, try to go on and vote so your shares count. Even if it means the number goes down, even if you have one share, that's fine. Go out and vote. Voting is always important. And it's good to know, even if even if this count does go down, and let's say it goes down dramatically, and it proves that there's no naked shorts. Well, that's good information too to have. It's not the um, what we necessarily want to hear, but the truth is the truth, and that's going to help you make better decisions. So that's what happened. That was the monolith that we have this chance. I'm I'm hoping that you know maybe a hundred thousand people you know, can vote on in this and let's see, you know, how much that is. Or, you know, if we could get close to 250, you know, million shares being represented by the voters. And, it, and if that, you know, the, the, the people, the 250 million, you know, shares being represented, if that's represented, say it's by 100,000 people or 200,000 people, you know, that's a fraction of 4.1 million meaning it would show that if you if you you know times four times five there's tons of naked shorts out there billions of naked shorts out there that are gonna have to be bought back and that's something that can give you strength so instead for me of looking at that ticker which a lot of people suspect is being manipulated and played around with and isn't really the accurate value of amc stock now we have a new number to look at. You can go, if you do this, you can go to the website, and, and people are updating it on Twitter. You can look to there and see if anybody's updated it. And there you can watch that, because that is a verified number. And as that climbs, and if right now, if it keeps in this, you know, 1,000 shares per shareholder, um, or even if it goes down, cut it in half, 500 shares per shareholder, you know, 
it's still a lot. If we can show that that there's you know more shares of AMC stock than there should be, that's a good thing because it shows that there's going to be value when all those extra shares have to be bought back. And that's what changed for me today is it gave apes a chance to actually fight. You know, look at the ways apes can fight. We can buy the stock, we can hold the stock, we can support each other by you know doing memes liking people's tweets um, and just you know being a good teammate in this AMC army but that's about it there's only so much we can do you know you can certainly you can tweet or write the SEC and hopefully they start doing something um, who knows what's going on I'm hoping they're working on something behind the scenes but boy you just don't know um, but there's not a lot we can do. If they're not going to do anything, they're not going to do anything. And if they are going to do something, well, we have to wait for them to do it. But this gives us something to do in the meantime. Very practical. So, you know, please vote if you can. And also on Twitter, you know, be supportive of the people that are tweeting it. Like the tweets, retweet them, just so it grows. And anybody who can go and vote and get that count up in the next six days you know, the better off we're going to be, I think. But let's talk about conflict in, in general. Um, another movie I want to talk about is The Untouchables, you know, from 1987 with Kevin Costner and, and Sean Connery. And, you know, sh- sh- uh, Kevin Costner's Elliot Ness, and he's sent to Chicago to bust um, Al Capone, played by Robert De Niro. And when he gets there... Um, he, he realizes how corrupt the Chicago police force is. And he's going to need help. And he, he reaches out to, you know, what he thinks is the one honest cop in Chicago, uh, Sean Connery. And at first, Sean Connery's like, I'm too old. I don't want any part of this. I can't do it. But, you know, Sean Connery's a true believer. And he comes around, and he, and he gets Ness, and he says, okay, you really want to do this? You know, what, what are you willing to do? You know, what, um, let me get my notes here, some of the quotes. Um, you know, the Chicago way. You know, what, what are you prepared to do? Because they're not going to, you know, they're not going to give up the fight until, you know, one of you is dead. And that's kind of, what are you prepared to do as an AMC shareholder? Because the hedge funds are not going to give up until one of us is dead. Either they get margin called, or they have to give up, or they break us. They drag this out. They get enough people to buy cheap, and they get out of it. It's funny, there's, there's an interview with a hedge fund manager in, in 2008. And, you know, they talk about they just tried to survive. Every day, they just tried to survive. They just tried to survive and get to another day, get to another day. They just tried to survive. I think that's what they're doing right now. They're just trying to survive. Go day to day. Do whatever you have to do to get through the day. Because if you just give up, the day's over. We're over. The minute we start, stop swimming, we sink. So they're fighting us, and one of us is going to die. Either the hedge funds give up and cover their shorts, or they get margin called, or they break us. They break the apes. They drag it out, they frustrate us, they know exactly where to put the pressure, and it works. And remember when I talked about 
you know, victory um, or history is written by the victor. So what what's the history going to be on the AMC situation? You know, is it that these um, is it is the story going to be how millions of uh, naive opportunists were conned out of their money by um, you know Wall Street bets and YouTubers and they were left holding the bag while the hedge funds broke them, drove the stock into the dirt, and got away with it again. That instead of Lambos and Vegas trips, it was just a big blame game at the end. Everyone was blaming everybody. They're blaming the YouTubers. They're blaming the SEC, the government, each other. They're blaming Democrats, Republicans. Who let this happen? How could this happen? And it's nasty. And people lost would lose money. And it would be terrible. That's one history. Or is the history going to be... You know, when... When the hedge funds tried to bankrupt AMC, like they did Toys R Us, that the Wall Street bets and the Reddit crowd came in and started this. And it grew... You know, the ape army grew and they bought these cheap stocks and prevented the bankruptcy. And then they trapped the hedge funds. The hedge funds are trapped. They had, to, they had to buy back these shorts and the price was going up. And it was just getting more and more expensive. And just like a criminal that's, you know, trapped in a building that they know that they're probably going to go to the gas chamber or go to prison for life. What do they have to lose? You know, if if this is if there's a hedge fund out there and they're going to go bankrupt covering these shorts, what do they have to lose? What do they care if they've already committed crimes? What if they can care if they commit more crimes? Um, so, you know, for the hedge funds, they're desperate and they're going to do whatever they need to do to win and they'll worry about everything else later. But if they don't win, if they don't beat us ape investors, there's there's no... You know, there is no game to remember, or, you know, sometimes, um, you know, it'll be like there'll be a game six and a team's on the ropes and they start playing all their best players, the best pitchers. They bring them in and people say, well, why aren't you worried? What are you going to, you know, who are you going to play in game seven? And they're basically like, look, if we don't win this game tonight, there is no game seven. So we're bringing in our best pitcher to pitch at this point, you know, to do relief work. Because if we don't win tonight, there is no Game 7. And I think that's the way some of the hedge funds think about this. If they don't win, if they don't beat us, they're gone. So do everything you can to do this. So, you know, as apes, what can we do? Again, you can buy the stock. You can hold the stock. Um, but you know that. The only thing I would encourage you to do is, even if you don't want to go on Twitter and tweet, you know, like like the tweets. Um, I've tweeted, and whenever I see someone like one of my tweets, it means a lot. I don't, I've never had anything go viral, and, he, and usually it's just one or two people that like it, but it makes me feel supported by my community, like someone's got my back. You know, if you're on a team or a basketball team, you know, it's the pat on the butt, it's the, you know, pointing the, the finger, acknowledging the assist, like, thank you, that, you know, thank you, you know, teammate, um, and that's the thing that, that you can do to fight um, what's going on. I think of, you know, it's funny. I think of the, the Grinch that stole Christmas. 
and I see these hedge funds and they attack the stock and they try to drive it down and they're doing whatever they're doing or maybe they're doing nothing at all. They're playing totally by the book. Who knows? But it's kind of like the Grinch when he steals everything and he thinks that the Who's are going to be heartbroken. And instead he hears singing. That he took everything from them and they're singing. And I think that has to be the ape attitude as well. You know, come at me, bro. Come at me. You know, eat the crayons. And you see, it's already there. But just keep that in mind that support your fellow apes, support yourself. This is hard. You're not alone. To me, I felt sick today when it went down lower because I got people to invest. That's what it's funny. One of the other things you do is you get other people to invest in AMC. I won't do that at this point. I love being an ape, I love my other apes. I, it's hard for me to try and tell people to invest in AMC only because at this point it's a rigged system. That I, I, my, you know, my money is where my mouth is. I say, you know, I'm in it. But that's me. I can't, in good conscience, after knowing what I do now, tell someone to invest in this because it, it's rigged. I think we do have a good shot of getting the squeeze and going, otherwise I wouldn't be here. Um, but that's one thing I'm not willing to do. But what, I'm, what am I willing to do? What am I willing to do for this fight? Well, I, I do this podcast. You know, it's funny. My wife and I, when we started this, we said, we're going to keep a low profile. Don't post anything on Facebook. And I haven't. I, you know, most of the people that listen to this podcast probably do not know me. Um, so I haven't posted anything about AMC on my Facebook page. You know, I follow some... AMC stuff, I suppose, if somebody looked at my profile, they could figure out, you know, I'm an ape. Um, but I don't post a lot on there. Um, and we, we said we we're going to keep a low profile because, gosh, you know, who knows what's going to happen. If, if this thing pops and these people, these hedge funds go out of business, who knows? Maybe they could sue. They'll sue all the YouTubers, you know. Maybe they'll sue everyone that's ever liked a tweet or retreated something saying, you're part of the collusion, to do this so that's a little scary but um you know i want to do this podcast because i enjoy talking about it talking about you know my feelings as an investor and, and i hope you get something out of it i certainly get a lot out of all the youtubers i watch um it's just that a lot of i think the hard part with watching the youtube stuff now is knowing that you know, the, the game's rigged a little bit. Like, this isn't a natural stock. It's not natural movement. Um, the, some other stuff may be going on. So a lot of the technical analysis, I just, it doesn't mean much to me. I'm more interested in the, just talking about it and different plays and different thoughts. That's one of the reasons why I like, I like Lou so much. I didn't always believe him. I didn't know if I'd trust him. But he was a good communicator. And he talked about feelings and these bigger issues other than the technicals or the bullpen it or the cup and handle, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's what I liked about Lou. And I hope if you listen to this, maybe that's something you get out of this, that this isn't a technical thing. It's really just talking about your, your emotions and what you're going through. What gives you hope? What are your concerns? Um, but we have a way to fight now. And that this vote gives me hope. You know, it's funny, we have all these things that come and go, these laws or, you know, failures to deliver, and nothing really comes through. But this vote, if we can show that statistically 
there's got to be naked shorts. There's no, and, and it's going to, people are going to fight it because it's not going to be a full and complete sample of the voters. But if there's enough there that you can honestly look at it, and even if you give um, very generous reductions in your estimate of naked shorts, and it's still overwhelming, you know, that gives me hope. So I keep saying on the next episode, maybe we'll we'll have the mother of all short squeezes. But on this one, it was really, you know, what are you going to do in this fight to win? Are you going to do nothing? Are you just going to, you know, you bought it, you're going to hold it, and you're not going to like anybody's tweet? Um, I don't expect you to go out and recruit people because I won't do that. And it's hard for me to say that, but I just can't. You know, it's a, it's a, it just seems, it comes off to me as a very corrupt system right now and i just don't see the sec or the congress doing enough to really stop this and get a handle on it i hope they are but i just don't see it and i just don't feel good about sending somebody into this but that's up to them you know i you know if you listen to the podcast if you're on the fence that's up to you to make your decision i just know where what i've done is i've chosen to invest because these opportunities they call it a once in a lifetime opportunity and (laughs) <laughs> they don't come around that often um, where you can really make life-changing money. Usually, you know, it's like a surprise company that maybe does really well on the stock market that just kind of surprises people how well it actually does. I've, I've talked about my Facebook story and how I knew I was right that Facebook was, you know, being undervalued after it had gone public and I invested in it. But it was just... 30 shares so when you know those those shares doubled tripled um you know 10 times what it was i didn't really have enough to change my life just to haunt me knowing that i could have had life-changing money um but i missed that opportunity so that's why i'm in it and it's a fight and it's a fight you know the the hedge fund the hedge funds didn't have a problem putting AMC out of business. They wanted it because then they don't they get to keep everything. They don't even have to buy back their shorts once AMC goes out of business. My understanding is they get to keep it, they keep it all. They had no problem putting all those AMC, you know, workers out of a job. And if this short squeeze happens and is as devastating, I don't know about to every hedge fund that's involved but a lot of you know if you listen to Lou he talks about the smaller ones they're going to get vaporized you know they're gone do I feel bad about those people losing their jobs eh maybe did they feel bad enough about the AMC people or the Toys R Us people no you know they did it and like I said I've also been honest about this that I'd like to see reform and I'm glad that AMC has a second chance at life with us apes but, you know, hey, I'm like Han Solo. I'm in it for the money, too. That I, I look at it that, you know, there was a victim, AMC, and someone came along and tried to rob them. And we're there to rob the robbers, you know. And maybe that's helping out AMC. I hope it does. But we want their money. And they don't want to give it up. They want to do whatever they can to keep their money. They like their billions. They don't want to give us their billions, but we're in a fight with them. And whether, you know, you want to make an argument, whether it's right or wrong, that we're going to take their money, that's what the fight is. 
When are they going to give up that money? You know? And what are you willing to do to do it? Well, hopefully on the next episode, uh, we'll be in the mother of all short squeezes. But something tells me I'll probably end up having to do another episode on something else. I just, at this point, don't know what that episode's going to be. But again, good luck to you. We'll see what happens in the coming days if I don't do a podcast before the earnings call. Um, good luck. Hopefully this, this, this vote count, the earnings call, all of those things. I know there's some failure to delivers that are going to be coming due supposedly after 35 days, but hopefully all of this comes together and, and we get something going and we get out of these low 30s, at least so we could breathe a little bit. And then hopefully the mother all short squeezes comes. And hopefully that'll be on the next episode of the AMC Stock Story.